Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. All right, so welcome back to the Lifestyle Chase podcast. I've kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus from official guest appearances because I was kind of taking some time to just enjoy life and reflect and like learn how I can be better and uh, learn who my audience is. But without further ado, I've brought to you the one and only Jake Boley. Did I, did I get your last name right there? You did. You're actually one of the first people who actually nailed it. It's usually people say Bali, but okay. it is Bully. Crushed it. I was like, oh my God, did I did I screw it up? Because like just names are are so integral to a person. Like uh you only get one chance and if you screw it up, it kind of sticks with a person for a while. But uh how is your day going today? Uh honestly today's a little bit off. I'm gonna be real with you. Mm-hmm. Um I woke up today and it was like, you know, normal Friday. But I'm realizing that for whatever reason, my mind today is liking to focus on the negative shit way more than anything else. And I have these days here and there, and I think it comes and goes, especially with content creation. Like when we're on, everything is great. But then when we have days like this, it feels like every comment that isn't super positive or every dislike on a video in the context of like my YouTube videos, it's just like, it's weighing a little bit heavier. So full transparency, not as not as chipper as I normally am today. I'm having a day where I have noticed that I'm focusing a lot on the negative stuff that's going on, even though that's a minute in comparison to like the better, like the more positive stuff. But I mean, that's the human brain. It wants to focus on the negative stuff. So it's going to just gonna be one of those days where I have to internally remind myself, like, it's okay. It's okay. You're projecting. No one else hates you as much as you hate you. Don't worry. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Like this is something that uh, comes up for me on a regular basis. Like I'll look on social media and just all of a sudden get in my head and I'll be like, oh man, like everybody wants me to fail. And uh, sometimes it's a matter of just like logging out of like the platform and just like getting off of devices for a while. And sometimes it's a matter of just like, uh, reframing how I see things. And I actually came across a video yesterday. It was very timely for me. So that's why like what you're saying really resonates because I'm like, shit, man, like it wasn't my best day either. So it's good that we're on this call together. Uh, So the video I saw, I think it was like from Reese Witherspoon or something like that. And uh, the the general premise, the message was that uh, we we're not entitled to what other people think of us, you know, like, uh, other people are going to have all kinds of opinions of us, no matter what, no matter if we bend over backwards for them, no matter if we uh, used to work with them, whatever it be. But we don't own that. That's theirs. We we kind of own what we think of us. And that's easier said than done. Like it's it's not very easy to be kind to oneself. But the thing that I find that works really well is uh, just uh, leaning into like just physical activity, which I know that is probably something that you do. But uh it's uh, not always like the, the first thing that we think of when we're, when we're in a funk, but 
what I've what's gravitated me towards your content is not only your authenticity, also just like similar interests. We also both look up to Kyle Dobbs, Matt Domney. Um, and then it's just like the fact that you do have that work-life balance where, well, at least some, some version of work-life balance as it does not really exist, but, uh, you're out there hiking and like going on, on walks and stuff like that. So like if we reflect on like the past 12 months, what's been like the most enjoyable hike or walk that you've gone on? Um, so for context, I'm based in Denver, Colorado, and in 2022, we're trying to do a different hike every single week, um, but I'll pull one out from last year. We went to do Sky Pond, which is like a pretty big hike that's really popular in Rocky Mountain State Park or Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, and we woke up really early one day at like 3 a.m., got out there super, super early. It's like a good like eight or nine mile hike, I think, the route we took. And it was sick. Like the reason I like it and it sounds very cliche because like, Oh, like everybody does Skype on, but we went so early that we were actually like one of the first ones up there. So it was sick. It was like, we pretty much had the whole scape to ourselves. And at the top we saw this huge, like mountain goat. So it was cool. It was like just us and this goat. And so that was probably my coolest hike over the last, I would say like 12 months, but man, like every hike I find something to appreciate except for the hike two weeks ago where I forgot long socks, wore boots, got Achilles tears, like literally so deep. I'm not happy after that hike. No, no, no. But um, Sky Pond and Rocky Mountain National Park would probably be my top pick. And it's if you're going to do that one, highly suggest just biting the bullet, waking up wicked early and getting out there as soon as you can. Because when we were coming back down, like it was insane, like how many people were piling up there. So definitely a hike to do wicked early when no one else is around. If you really want to get like the cool full experience of feeling like you're alone there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've done that too here in the mountains in Alberta. Like I've woken up at four in the morning, done the three hour drive to go to like Jasper national park or Banff national park. And it's well worth it to be like awake before it feels natural to be awake just to get to the start of your hike at like maybe like six or 7 a.m. and just have that complete like just silence and be walking up as like the sun comes up and and all that stuff like that it's night and day different experience as to like if if you just do it as the tourists do and just show up at like 10 a.m. and end up in like a long lineup of people um one thing that I found to be quite helpful in the last couple of years when I kind of get in my head is to sort of reflect on the last like two years or maybe three years and like choose like a pinpoint as to where I was back then. Like maybe let's do like a five year thing. Uh, pinpointing where you were at five years ago, um, acknowledging where you're at now and looking at the contrast. So let's do that for you. Like where, what was life like for you five years ago? Like, how did you feel? What were you doing? What was your day to day? Um, five years ago, five years ago, I had been working at Barbend, I believe, for like about a year in at this point, and that was a super exciting time because I was the first employee there. We were a fitness startup. I was pretty much living out my dream in New York City as being an editor slash writer in the context of fitness and stuff, and I was coaching on the side. So every day was like entrenched with training and coaching and everything else. And then also I had New York city. So I had the party scene that I loved and I got to be social and live up life in that context. And then there have been a lot of like 
downhill since then in the context of like leaving that to start my own thing and like not sure if that was like a good idea and whatever else and now we're finally in an upswing again because the brand is finally starting to pick up and make some money and pay my bills so i i'm on the right track so like comparing the two like i would say i was probably in a really good mental state in both situations one just being a little bit more like extreme with the ownership of that state and then the other being a little bit more dictated on my surroundings so like having the job i loved and then also like having the city i loved and now it's more so like enjoyment of like ownership of the brand i'm building the business i'm building ownership over my own schedule my own time and so it's like these two contrasts of being pretty damn happy and excited to just go about my day-to-day just for slightly different reasons Mm-hmm. And do know, like, it wasn't like a, a steady, like, oh yeah, I've like always like up and up like six, seven months ago when I was building this brand, like I was literally looking at fucking corporate jobs because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make this fucking work. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And like had all these negative doubts and everything else. So, um, comparatively, I would say they're similar, but if we look at all the middle context it is a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I- there's something that happened to me in the last like uh, year or so that I don't think I've talked about on my podcast. So this is a great opportunity. So yeah, I think it was like probably midway through the summer. Um, and I, I take great pride in what I do as a trainer. And I feel like nothing could stop me be, from being a trainer. But because I had lost so many clients and because like just like my mental state was not like at its prime, Um, despite the fact that I was working for a growing online business and I had some stuff and I could make it work, I, I walked into an interview for like a warehouse job and like I took a tour of the warehouse and before I went into the fitness industry, I was in a warehouse job and I vowed to myself, I'm never going to go back to the warehouse job. So I didn't go back to that company, but I went to a different company and I took the tour and I'm looking at all these man lifts that I used to operate. I'm looking at all this stuff that looks familiar. And I'm like, okay, yeah, financial stability, basic nine to five, you get overtime. And I'm realizing like everything about that job completely axes out everything that I worked so hard to get. Like my ability to train like individual people and have like a role in their life and to be available at the times that they needed me to be because as soon as you take up like a nine to five that acts as out your opportunity to train a lot of people and just like uh losing that sense of autonomy and so essentially like i went through with it I'm, I'm talking to this guy and he gives me his card and he's like so are you going to take it i'm offering you the job like you can start on monday And like all of a sudden I just felt like sick to my stomach and I went out to my car and I almost like felt like I needed to puke (laughs) and like the, the choice could have been clear. I could have had no worries, everything taken care of, paying all my bills, just like walk away from it all, maybe delete my Instagram account, no problem. But it was just like that overwhelming sense of just like, I don't know, whether it be a sense of purpose or just uh, stubbornness, I, uh, was like, no, I'm not going to do this. And like, when I made that choice, there's obviously going to be some people that think like, well, I mean, why, why didn't you just choose a safe choice? Like, just get it done, like get your ducks in a row. But, uh, when I made that choice and kind of bet on myself, then some other things lined up. I ended up taking a contract with Lululemon. I ended up getting more momentum with the other things I started to do. And then I got like a, a sense of confidence and ownership 
And I started to get more momentum with like my in-person client roster started to rebuild. And it was just like, I would have never thought that it would have had that outcome with how I felt in that very low moment. Like I thought light a match, walk away. We had a good run. We made some great connections. Maybe I'll see these people again. Um, but, uh, sometimes shit sucks. Sometimes things don't go according to plan, but then the, the payout from actually like believing in yourself is huge. And, uh, first of all, I want to make sure that everybody here listening, that's still listening goes to your YouTube to subscribe. So like, how do they go about doing that? What's the easiest uh, path for them to, uh, to connect with you on YouTube? Yeah. I mean, you could just search my name, Jake Bowley. And like, if you're in, if you're interested into training shoes, weightlifting shoes, fitness content, I think you'll enjoy the channel. I'm not going to ask you to watch every video. I'm not going to ask you to like every video because that's overkill and ain't nobody got time for that, but subscribers do help. So appreciate you giving that shout. Um, but I did want to add like on your point too, I think outside of just the payout being, um, like feeling like you're doing it all by yourself. I think having those lows, are also good for appreciation, you know, like you wouldn't be able to appreciate, I think the times when you are running your own stuff and things are going well without times of feeling like, what the fuck am I actually doing? Like, do I, should I quit? Should I go to choose the safe route? Because that's kind of, I think where my mind and everyone else's mind kind of defaults to, you know, it's like, God, I don't feel like I'm doing this correctly. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I should just do the safe thing and like let somebody else kind of already who has that, root established do the work and i'll just be like part of that like process and everything else um so i totally hear you and i think that's just like the mind's default of like oh, i don't know what to do let me go find safety and then like in our day and age safety is like a nice 401k a nice salary health benefits yada 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 but i think that's changing and i think if we can reorg our own mind to conceptualize that differently um it just changes the changes the game and it changes how we appreciate things and our processes for getting certain things done. But yeah, I really appreciated that story, man. Thank you for sharing. You bet. I mean, it's, it's something that I, sometimes I forget about it because the year has passed by so fast and like things have contrasted so much. Like, uh, like I would have to say after having made that tough decision, then things started like lining up for me. And like, I often, so like a, a look into how my brain works. As soon as something works out for me, I'm like, nobody move. I don't want anything to screw up. We're finally having some wins. I just don't want to lose momentum. So it's just like, that's when I start to really think to myself, I need to practice humility. I need to like, see how I can help other people. Um, because, uh, like I didn't get here by myself. Um, there, there are so many people along my career path that have helped me. And so many of my clients have helped me and just people who, um, don't even work with me have found ways to support me. And so I just try to latch onto that because I, I get a little bit anxious about that feeling of like, what happens when we fall off the cliff again? Like what happens when we have our next setback? So I just like to build as much of a foundation as I can so that I have people that like catch me when I fall. Um, do, do you ever have like little rabbit hole moments like that in, in your journey? Yeah. Like times of like when I feel like I'm spiraling down or when I'm going up. <laughs> well, I mean like, 
obviously we're all going to have like these times where we're like, let's go, we're going up. But like, do you ever have times when you are like in a really good spot and you're like, oh man, like one false move and like we could lose it all. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, I would honestly say that's been like the past month and it's ironic because I'm on this podcast and today I just opened up with like, Oh yeah, I'm having a down day. But I would say over the last month, man, like I have never felt more at peace with what I'm doing and with what I'm building in my life. Like even when I was at Barbin and when I was at these media companies, like for context too, um, my dream growing up was to be like a fitness journalist slash editor. Like I wanted to be an editor at men's health when I was like 15 years old. And so like growing up in Missouri, I moved out to New York city when I was 19. And so like working those jobs, um, I worked at vitamin shop corporate. It was okay for a little bit, but at Barbin, I like had this nice grace period of feeling like I was like living my dream. And then year three and year four hit. And I started getting super down and resentful towards myself. And I was like, why am I feeling like this? I'm technically like living my dream. I'm making a pretty good salary. I'm doing my thing in New York city, living in the place that I've always dreamt of. Like, why am I so anxious and everything else? And it took me a moment to realize, but it was because I didn't have ownership over the things I was creating. I was constantly creating like videos and articles for them, but I was never going to actually own them. In four years, I'd written over 2000 articles and filmed over 300 videos and I will never own those assets. And so it's like for my background of going to school for sports science, I gave my master's in that and coaching for 10 years. I'm like, why am I giving all of this away to somebody else? And so building up TF2 and like going through that period of like, fuck, am I going to be able to do this? Am I making this work? And getting to where I'm at now to where it's like TF2 like has some traffic to it. It has like the ability to bring in um, money to pay my bills and stuff. Now it's like, okay, wow. Like this is like, this is what it is. Like for 29 years, I like, haven't figured out how to put my f- like finger on it, but like, this is a time in my life where I just feel very at peace. And like, yeah, like I'm anxious every day and I'm paranoid that it's all going to go away. Like you said, but at the same time, um, I think that's like a healthy, healthy level of paranoia. You know, I think the only way to keep your foot on the gas and to continue to evolve and change and scale is to have that paranoia. I think the moment you get complacent, especially with a small business is the moment you start kind of to stagnate or your competitors start to jump you. Mm-hmm. So in that context, like I feel really great right now, um, as a whole, like over the last month, two months. And I think I'm finally getting at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, like I understand like why I was anxious for so long. And now it makes sense as to why I'm feeling more at peace. It took me a while to get there, but we're trending in the right direction. And now the goal is to keep the foot on the gas and not let the shit slip away. Well, the cool thing that gets me fired up is uh, I remember watching one of your Instagram stories and you're like, Hey everybody, I'm looking for more people to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And it gave me the sense of deja vu. So I, there's a few local Edmontonian, or at least they started in Edmonton YouTubers. Uh, One of them has been on my show. Shout out to Kelty O'Connor. And I was around when she was first kind of starting up her account, building up that foundation. And I remember her sending me a message. Hey, can you follow me on my account? Like, it'll make a big difference. Just subscribe. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Because like I was just like, didn't think anything of it. Just subscribe. Don't have to watch anything. No big deal. Um, but at the end of the day, I like I did watch her content and stuff like that. And like, uh back when I used to work part-time as an account manager with a local fitness magazine here called Yeg Fitness. 
um, I actually got her to collaborate on some promotional stuff. I got a, a few of the trainers in the community and, and just personalities to uh, help promote an industry night. And so I've gotten to see these like little flashbulb moments throughout like the, the YouTube space. And then I've been able to see like where all of a sudden like hours and hours of grueling hard work like takes off, like just like a rocket ship. And you get to be the person who saw before they had that moment um, where people are like, oh, it happened overnight. And it's like, no, no, it did not happen overnight. Like they they had to face a lot of demons to get there. But um, like that journey happened within the span of maybe like seven, eight years as far as like from the point where I subscribed as like a, a follower on the YouTube channel to now where she's able to uh, very comfortably support herself, where she's able to dip into other avenues. I think now she's doing uh, some DJing to kind of like lean into a little bit of more of that sense of purpose, because even when people come up with their new ideas and they find success, if they don't have like that sense of purpose or that sense of ownership, they can still feel a little bit empty. So we're always kind of a work in progress in the way. So with that long tangent out of the way, what I like to highlight here is that we'll have this episode up into the universe and this little snapshot of where you're at now. And like two years from now, we'll be able to look back at this and be like, look where, look how far you've come, man. Like that's kind of what excites me. Yeah, I agree, man. And I've been trying to be more conscious too this time around of recognizing this moment in time, because to your point, like I know in two years, the business is going to scale and I'm going to look back at this time and be like, damn, I miss those months where I finally felt like I was finally like breaking through that concrete wall. And, you know, and like that momentum starting to pick up and it like is very exciting because even at Barbin, like when I came on, man, the traffic was around like 20K or 30K a month, I believe. And like when I left, it was like 2.5 mil. So it was like to be in that process of like building that thing. It's like always the most exciting for me. And I think that's truthfully like why I like startups so much and like why I like small businesses, because it's like the the process of physically building and then seeing the fruits of the labor finally pay off, whether it's in a year, whether it's in two years, whether it's in three years, it just makes it so worth it. Even though like on those moments in time where you're like, fuck this shit, I want to quit. <laughs> like it, it, it makes it so much worth it if you can fight through those. And I think that's always the biggest thing. It's like, if you can just push through those, um, it's, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. It's just getting yourself there and then also figuring out how to appreciate that in the moment, but also not let your foot off the gas. That's like always the, the fine line and balance I'm trying to walk of like, okay, how do I not burn myself out? But then also how do I appreciate this? But then also how do I scale? And then I think that's like every small business in a nutshell is like all of these like conflicting things, but I am trying to do a better job this time around of really appreciating these periods of time where it's like sick. Like I'm finally like seven months ago, I said like, I would be like more than happy being at where I'm at now. So now I'm here. So I'm like, okay, I really need to appreciate this and take it in because it's not going to be like this forever and it's going to change. And hopefully that's obviously for the better, but with change, even for the better comes scaling and everything else. And your energy mindset will change as well along with that. So I'm trying to be conscious this time around and be a little bit more present because at our when we were starting that up, it was just so go, 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 go. I don't think I really appreciated that time. And then 
after I like left and quit, I talked to my coworker who also left around the same time I did. We talk about those first two years. And it's funny because him and I both worked there for literally almost about the same amount of time, about four-ish years. And we talk about like year one and year two always as being like the most fun. And we never really even mentioned the year three and four. It's always those first two years. And it, I think that's a reflection of that, that process of building you know, and that uncertainty and like that final like breakthrough of like, fuck, like we get to start doing like fun things and experimenting because we're finally starting to break through. Um, those are always my, always my favorite times. And I'm trying to, trying to relish and live in that a little bit longer this time around. hundred percent. I mean, like if I reflect on the first two years of my journey as like a self-employed trainer, like I have like vivid memories of eating like rice, corn, and tuna for like, meal three meals in a row kind of thing that was it wasn't because i really love rice corn and tuna is because i was trying to build a foundation i had limited funds i was out on my own and like i just had to make it work with what i had and every client consultation was a blessing and everybody that was referring somebody to me like that was a really big deal and like it was a lot of pressure and a lot of stress but like if somebody was to give me an easier path instead of that one, for some strange reason, I would still choose that one. I would still like mindfully choose to live that tuna, rice and corn life because like it, it made me who I am today where I'm able to have like the, the foresight to understand like it does get better. Like just like uh, weather the storm, stay the course and like it does like get better. Uh with that being said, when it comes to trying to improve on yourself and having people to lean on, do you have like any, like, I'll put it this way, like just besties in the industry that kind of help you perform at your, your top? Yeah, I think it's important to have a support system for any small business in, in the industry. And like, whether that's a support system with like a significant other and a partner who you can go to and lean on who might provide like an objective lens or whether it be like a mentor. Like I definitely have like my core group of folks that when I'm having bad days, I'll just kind of like vent and throw out my thoughts. Like I just did that with my girlfriend this morning and she's like, she's like, stop projecting. She's like, you're fine. She's like, as views continue to uptake, you will get more dislikes. You will get people who disagree. It's okay. And I was like, you're right. You're right. So I think having, people who know you well, but also can separate themselves from what you're trying to build and how you internalize that it's, it's, it's clutch and it's key. And having those people on deck when times are getting a little bit weird or always, always a good thing. And whether that's somebody who's a direct mentor, who knows exactly what you're doing and can kind of like talk you off the ledge or whether it's a significant other partner, family member, whatever it might be. Um, they're all, they're all great dynamic tools. And like, I'll go to my mentors for certain things. I'll go to my girlfriend for certain things based off of the context of what it is. So it's like on days where like traffic is down and like, I feel like I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'll go to my mentor and be like, Hey, he's like, and then he'll like, obviously talk some sense into me. So I think it's, it's incredibly important and it's, it's impossible I think to do by yourself and anybody who says like, Oh, like I didn't need anybody when I built my business. I think they're full of shit because they probably just didn't realize that their support system around them was, doing probably more than they thought they were, you know, mm -hmm. um, having, having that list and core group is absolute key for longevity. Well, one thing that I've like really learned to appreciate over the past, maybe two years or so, 
I have a friend in the industry, shout out to Alex McBrarity, and uh, I actually kind of work with him as a coach on his team. But outside of like the professional role, um, we check in with each other like on a daily basis throughout the day. And we're like almost like auditing each other's systems. And I've found that to be so valuable, like because if you find someone that's comfortable with calling you out on your bullshit, then you're going to ascend at a much faster rate than if you are just relying on yourself. Because like it's kind of like how we reflect on our perceptions on social media where we're kind of like set off by something and then it turns out it's just a projection. Like I, I catch that in myself all the time. I'm like, okay, I'm about to make this piece of content. And it's mostly just me bleeding out what I am insecure with and trying to like just slam it out into the internet. Whereas if I just kind of like deal with why am I feeling insecure about something or why is something bothering me and then reframe it as to like, okay, what are my goals and how can my content align with my goals? Whether it be just trying to be a more approachable person or trying to share knowledge rather than just trying to like be like, hey, this is what happened to me and this is why I'm mad about it, etc. Um, I found that to be like a, a big difference maker, um, but to kind of like redirect us onto like more of a, a focus topic. Some of the things that I've done as of late is looking at my website, looking at friends' websites and like seeing, okay, like how, what is the experience here from the lens of someone with nothing to do with me? Like, are they actually having a good time here? Are they getting something from this? Is this actually easier to navigate or not? So I know that you've put a lot of work into your own website. Um, what has been your learning journey throughout that process? Like what have been the things that have worked really well? What have been the things that have humbled you, et cetera? Um, so when we talk about this, are we talking about like the physical act of creating the content? So like within my specific niche or just in general, when it comes to like the lessons and stuff I've learned along the way, or like, do you want specific lessons with the actual content itself? I would say uh, just from the standpoint of you're trying to bring in new audience members, you're building into the website and you're looking at the analytics go up or down or stay stagnant and just like content in a broad sense and just the uh, functionality of the website as a whole would be the angle. Yeah. So some lessons learned along the way include number one, um, be patient <laughs> and be patient more specifically for some of the pieces of content that I write, for example, go against like some of the biggest sites on the internet. And so it's like, I'm not going to jump these guys anytime soon. It's just not how the internet works. I'm not going to top a 10 year site when they're also creating good content. So teaching myself to be patient with the process and like go after lower hanging fruit at a higher volume, which will help then snowball this big effect into building authority and whatnot has been really, really helpful. Um, another lesson has been not burning myself out, which is ironic because we're talking about like a high volume of content creation. Um, when I'm only writing my own stuff, like there are days when I'll write like five to 7,000 words and I'm just like absolutely zonked. And then I'll not write again for like a day or two. So learning how to truncate that and 
chip away at things without having to have it all done in one day has been really helpful. Like I'm the kind of person that's like, when I start an article, I want to have it done that day. I want to be able to finish it like bow and tie everything before the physical like day is done. So being able to schedule out like, okay, I'm going to chip away at this article on this day, finish this one, chip this one, finish this one. It's been really helpful um, to not burn myself out because like in the last year, I think on the personal side, I've written over like 200 articles and those articles are all at least 1500 words or longer. So they're like, they're, they're big chunky pieces of content. So learning how to kind of like taper, like my, like, kind of like, I want it now mindset versus like, it's, it's okay. If I take two days, three days to work on this, it's okay. It's okay. Um, has been really helpful. And then other than that, just being adaptable and malleable with what I'm trying to build. Like the, the name of the game with content specifically too, is being able to look at what you currently have, look at what others have done. If you like to look at competitors, I usually don't, but being able to look at your, your stuff and then like, take a step back and be like, okay, if I was a consumer and I just needed this information, like, is this easy to read? Is this easy to navigate? Am I answering the easy stuff, but also am I delivering enough context and depth for anybody who really wants to go into the trenches? And so I think looking at content from that lens has also been really helpful for having things evolved. Like if you look at my first like review on a shoe versus the reviews now, like it's, it's so different. The user experience is different. The, languaging, the setup, the the imagery, the plugins I use and have built for delivering like fast information. If you just want the nuts and bolts, like it's, it's a full different game. And that has happened due to me taking steps like every other month, taking a step back and be like, okay, how can I improve this? How can I make it better? How can I level this up to tick all these boxes that I want? Um, because like, I like to take a look that's like, okay, if, if I'm the person, I hate wasting my time and there's so much bad content and there's so many fucking people who lie in reviews and shit like that. Like, how can I deliver a piece of content that gets rid of all the things that I despise with the industry, you know? So that's been a really useful lesson and tool that I've used as well in the process of building this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I obviously listened to some episodes that you guested on before this. I like to kind of do a deep dive on guests before I like talk to them, especially if it's sort of like someone that I haven't built like a really strong rapport with. Like, I feel like I know you because of your content, but it's like, do I really know him though? Do I really know him? And so I listened to like episodes where you were like interviewing someone where you were interviewed by someone and I got a really strong sense that, uh, connection is important to you like uh being able to make connections in past experiences along your career and then find ways to maintain them um and just kind of lean into those things for for anything along the road but then also just that like uh you have a work ethic you're, you're not willing to just like sit down and let somebody else do it like you're going to take charge of of your goals and stuff like that um a side thing that I wanted to to mention is like sometimes I've found like with with my journey with the podcast like I'll just be foot on the gas I'll put out like five episodes in a week sometimes and then during this past little bit of a, a pause that I've taken where I've maybe averaged like an episode or two a month for the last like three or four months I started to watch like the listenership went up and so all of the, the work from the past was still like relevant and still very fruitful. And I still had like, it was like nothing changed. I had just not put out as much content and I was go. Oh, so it is okay to almost like structure this 
similar to like a long-term workout program where you almost, you have some time to take it easy and um, still be active, but uh, not be aiming for PRs during that period of time. To bring it back to you, is there an article that kind of stands out as like your most evergreen article or maybe a video that just like it's continuing to get traction even if you uh, have it off your radar? Oh, yeah, there there are plenty. And that's the thing with like the type of content I build. I never build it in the moment to expect it to take off. Like with long form review content and with like comparison content and roundups and like the training content I build too, which is a little bit more long form on YouTube. I never build that with the intention of like, oh, this is going to go viral. Oh, this is going to like take off and like all of a sudden blow up the channel and whatever else. It's always built with the mindset of like, it's a slow burn. And so with a slow burn, the, the way it picks up steam is by just accumulating this larger slow burn. And so by building out content just at a fairly regular volume, um, it's just helped really build that authority. So it's like, if you look up any training shoe, generally you'll see me in the top three. And I think just at this point in time, because we're a little bit over a year in, I'm just hoping that people are like, okay, like he's like churning out a good amount here. Like I recognize who this is. I recognize like the level that he's willing to go to. And if people resonate with you, they'll always like kind of come back and check out what you've said on something or how you view something. And so that's been kind of like the, the, the fruit of the content. Now, is, is there one specific article or video that's done well? I would like, there, there are a lot of them actually that like have done like really well over the last six months that have were basically jack shit when I first put them out there. But to your point, they pick up steam as they've lived longer, mm-hmm. you know, like they're able to be passed around. They're able to be picked up in the algorithm and read a little bit differently and ushered and suggested to different people. And so if I had to pick a video within the training context that has done well, that has been really fruitful, I made a video on talking about five deadlift tips for tall lifters. And I published that because like, I'm a taller guy. Like I conceptualize the deadlift a little bit different than other coaches, I think, and put that video out there. And like, it, it got like 500 views in the first week. And now it's like surpassed like 20K. And like, that's not a huge amount, but that topic is very, very niche. And the way I know that that video is done really well is because at the very end of the video, I mentioned like, oh, if you're a taller guy and you need help with like your deadlift form, like shoot me a DM on Instagram with some video and like, we'll go over stuff. And I probably have like five people hit me a week now. And that's like where I'm like, this was deep into the video. It was a very like five second mention. And that's how I know that that piece of content has really resonated with a lot of people because I actually have people messaging me and they're like, holy fuck, like you've changed my game with the deadlift because we work with little tiny tweaks and we create a little bit more finessing with the skill component of it. And so that's been a really cool video that has been really fruitful and it means that I did not fully realized it was going to happen basically. Like I didn't yeah. put that out there and like, I'm going to get five people messaging me with our deadlifts every week, but it's been great because I get to interact with one, the community, meet more cool people. And two, um, it, it exposes me to so many different lifting styles and anatomies that it helps also increase the breadth of my coaching. You know, like I can test what works, what doesn't work. And then it, when it comes to like article content, I don't know if I have like a good flashy one for you, man. Cause like so much of the stuff I do is like, so written with like very niche, like 
long form content. Like I published like a noble shoes guide and that video has done really well. It's got a lot of great response because it's basically an article that pulls all the different noble shoes together, compares them, gives a little bit of context, um, talks about sizing and everything else. And so that, that article's done well, but there are like plenty of those on the site that have continually like found a lot of people who are looking for all these specific asks and like answered in one specific spot. Well, there, there's a lot of good nuggets to take away from that. And just the fact that like sometimes what seems like, like we'll put hard work into things, whether it be a video or an article. And it's like for anybody that's never tried it, um, you don't know what you don't know, but like for anybody who has been in the trenches doing it, um, it can be exhausting. It can uh, really mess with your head because it's like, should I even be writing this? Do I have any business being here? Um, is this going to be valuable to anybody? And then you just kind of move past that. You put it out there and then you, sometimes you just have to walk away. Um, but with that topic put aside, earlier I kind of like uh, talked about connection and I kind of wanted to follow up on that and see if perhaps you've had people that have been in roles in your past or people that you've networked with in the past that have really come in as like the goat in the last like six months or so. Yeah, I, I do have somebody like that. He's like my main mentor for my business and like him and I had been like colleagues and like close over the last few years. Like I helped him get an article on Barbin and like work as an author for us for a little bit. And like, while he was building his thing and then he built his own like content hub. And now it's like, I'm building my own content hub. And he's been like my absolute like godsend as being a mentor when it comes to my days of like spinning out, you know, like, fuck, what am I doing? And it's like the fact that he's like done this before he's been there. He's seen plenty of people who are doing similar stuff to me, like the reassurance, the, the level headedness of his language to me in these times has been an absolute, absolute gem. And it's like, help me keep my head on when I've wanted to quit and kind of like, just give up what I'm doing, you know? Well, I mean, if you were to narrow it down to like one statement or sentence or lesson or whatever that he shared with you, can you think of something that kind of stood out that was like, holy shit, man? Like, what did you just say? Um, yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I, I, I have a really bad habit being in like the YouTube and like website game of like letting metrics dictate my state of well-being. So like when traffic and subscribers are upticking, I'm in a really good mood when they're slow, I'm in a really bad mood. And so something that he said recently that really stuck with me because like traffic was going up and down because they were doing a bunch of algorithm updates for my context or reviews um, traffic was like, meh. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he's like, he's like, buddy. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, is revenue going up? I was like, yeah. He's like, so shut the fuck up. He's like, traffic is vanity. If your revenue is going up, that's what matters. And he's like, in the, in the context of building a sustainable business, he's like, what you're doing is good. It's being well-received. Keep your foot on the gas, keep your head down and continue to go. So basically if I had to wrap that up in one sentence, I would say, don't let acute vanity, like things that are manipulating your emotional well-being, underthrow or like dictate the longevity of what you're trying to build in the vision. Don't let that shift it, basically, um, because I think it's very easy for me personally to like feel really down, like I am today. But like I have an article to write after this. I have a video to film and edit and publish on YouTube, 
And you know what? Like, I'm not going to feel great while I'm doing those, but I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to get them done. And I know in the long game, like tomorrow, when I'm in a better mood, I'm going to be like, I'm so happy I did that. Like, thank God I just pushed through and like, I just didn't give up on the day, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when you talk about just looking at metrics and stuff like that, like, I mean, within the work that I do, I am also, aside from being in the fitness industry, a contractor for uh, social media accounts. Um, And so I run like maybe... 10 to 12 different accounts some days and I'm creating content and I'm seeing like how it latches on and like how it's received and stuff like that. And throughout that whole journey, one of the things that I found to come in clutch the most was to, um, well, I mean, when it comes to, let's say I put out something on my own account where I'm like paying really close attention as to how it's received, um, as to like what kind of feedback I might get in the DMS. A, I've learned to turn off the notifications from from different like apps to my phone so I don't get the ping, 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 ping. So I don't get the notification if it's at a thousand views or I don't get the notification when somebody's messaged me. And then I can kind of guard my own emotional energy there. And then B, just like uh, when it comes to contracting for other accounts, like um, creating the boundary where I put my best effort into the like the what I'm actually putting out there, like the substance and then completely detach once I press post because like nothing can change. Like the algorithm is always changing. Everything's always changing. Like social media, YouTube, they don't owe us anything per se. Like there are some instances, whereas like a, like a content partner, they kind of do owe you some stuff. But, um, in a general sense, these are businesses that are fluid and ever changing in their own right. And so what we have to do is control what we can control. And when you have like the systems in place to keep yourself from burning out, to maintain the pace that you need to keep churning out things at like a consistent, like compounding rate. Um, that's all a person can ask of you. Um, the, the up here is that you kind of talked about how you've learned to not have yourself doing everything all at once, how you've learned how to like, I haven't, I haven't, so I have not (laughs) conquered that yet because I still do everything, but I'm getting better. Okay. I'm getting slightly marginally better at, uh, not burning out as often. I still burn out quite often, but not as often. Well, (laughs) I mean, I want to make it, I want to make that known. Like I'm not, uh, I've not mastered this skill yet. I have a very tough time giving up um, ownership and control over things. So that's a, that's one of my goals in Q2 of this year and Q3 is figuring out how to better allocate things to people who are better at it than I am. Because mm-hmm. it's like right now, like I film and edit all my own YouTube content and my abilities are only so strong. <laughs> and so like writing and editing all my own content too, like, I'm getting better, but I'm not great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I respect that, uh, just the sheer honesty, but like there's still, because you're on a part of your journey in finding the mastery of like delegation and energy management within like the headspace and everything like that, Yeah. where other people are going to have some like really big takeaways. Cause instead of learning from someone who is like, their shit doesn't stink and they got it all figured out. They get to learn from someone who is just in the midst of figuring it out. So the takeaways that you give for them are actually going to help them. Whereas somebody else that like didn't have that response, um, it, it not going to change the person's day to day the next day. Uh, 
So one thing that I'll share is like just through my networking and connection with people, I came across an app called Airtable. I haven't really like delved too far into it, but I found it to be a good like, uh, I don't know, just like a piece to the puzzle, just using technology to our advantage where we're able to organize our thoughts, but then also share that with the people that we know that can help us the most. Um, within that, like how do you, organize your thoughts today like in this moment where you're feeling a little frustrated like how do you keep things structured organized and then how do you share it with other people yeah so i mean the first thing i do is i get the fuck off of social media yeah <laughs> i stop looking at the metrics i stop looking at the dislikes because if i do i'm going to put myself into a state of paralysis and not do anything because i'll second guess myself and give myself even worse imposter syndrome um, from there, man, I, I create a list of goals. So the things I want to do today, the things I know that need to get done, the non-negotiables, that is film this video I'm doing, write this article, finish it. And I just make my make myself put my head down and get to work. And now how I do that, it will vary. So like today, like my energy is a little bit all over the place. So I'm probably going to try to do like 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off of work. Or what I'll do is I'll push as far as I can, take a 10 minute break, come back, do that again. Um, or throw in a dog walk or a nice long dog walk midday to give myself a little bit of a break there. Um, so how I approach that basically is one step back from the things that are stressing me, step back from the things that are giving me the negative energy or like the negative outlook or things that I'm just focusing too much on that I'm wasting my valuable energy on from there. I'll make a list on the things I need to get done even though like I'm not in the best mood, but things that I know need to get done. Like, am I going to be able to get through everything I want to do today? No, but I've chosen the two like non-negotiables for the business that I know I have to be a grown up and get done and fucking do. And then from there, man, it's just figuring out how to chip at that because mm -hmm. my energy is all over the place. It's like, okay, what's the system today that's going to work? Some days I can chug right through and get it done. And then I have that sense of accomplishment and like success afterwards. And some days, you know, it takes a little bit longer. Like we have plans tonight at seven. I'll probably be on until then doing this stuff. And I'll probably be on because I'm going to do that truncated energy allotment um, and head down like pretty much like means of working that I like to implement on days like this. So I hope, I hope that helps and hopes give some application to others, but that's a system that works for me. And I think just having those non-negotiables in front of you, and then also from there, figuring out how to accomplish them based on the context of your energy in the day it's like, it's a game changer because I think at times we get in our heads and we're like, okay, I have to get this done. And then we don't actually think about the means of actually getting that done in a productive way because how we do that will always change. And so on days like this, like, I know I'm not just like, I'm just as stoked to work. I cannot wait to do like eight hours of straight writing. Even though most days I do have that energy today is not that day. Mm -hmm. And so like being a little bit more gentle on myself and being like, Hey, you know what? Today's not going to be like the best day, but it is a day and we're going to focus on chipping at this as best we can without having to like put ourselves into like this huge, like burnt out state of like panic and stress. And like, Oh my God, I can't keep pushing through. I don't have the energy. It's like, no, if I, if I get a little bit tired today, I'm going to get up, separate for a little bit and then come back and continue chipping at that goal. Well, those are a lot of good points. And one of the ones that I really wanted to highlight was just how you almost like uh, turned it into interval training, like just like uh, an hour of work and 15 minutes of break or however it works out to be. 
because that makes it makes a huge difference like for myself i bought an echo bike and it's right by my standing desk and so i'll do like 45 minutes of work hop on the echo bike for 30 calories go back to work and i find that to be very helpful and a big game changer but the other thing that i wanted to kind of piggyback on just for anybody that just uh would benefit from from my thoughts and, and opinions was just what I found to help me the most as an individual is to enroll the people in my life as much as possible as to what like my desktop looks like essentially just using desktop as to like my workload or the things going on in my head or um, my goals because more often than not when they know exactly what I have in mind or like what my vision is or what I have on my plate or what emotions are going through my head that might be impacting my productivity when they know that then they people like helping people and so when other people know kind of what what's going on for me then they know what resources that they have to assist with that and like an example being uh through all of my work, I do a lot of contracting for other businesses. Sometimes I'll make media for them. Sometimes I'll do like uh, video editing, etc. And I can tell them like what my plan is and then something might change. And rather than beating myself up over something changing, whether it being like I said it was going to be ready at like 8 p.m. and now it's going to be ready at like 10 p.m. Rather than beating myself up, I just be fully transparent with the people that I'm working with. And then they'll be like, oh, well, actually, I didn't need this. Or, oh, well, that's not a big deal because we didn't need it until such and such a time. And by having that transparency and high-level communication, it uh, takes the unnecessary stress away from the deadlines. And, like, sometimes people will be like, oh, well, you've been, like, it could just be a matter of a person that you're working with having a resource that can be really helpful for you, whether it be a book or like some instrumental music or another angle of seeing the situation that totally takes the stress away. Like, just like, relax, man, social media is not real. Don't worry about it. Or why don't you just block them? Little things like that yeah. um, have helped me quite a bit. Yeah, I, I love that, man. So to kind of be mindful of time and to draw our wonderful conversation to a close, one of the things I wanted to highlight and echo is I want people to understand or know how to connect with you or reach you. So what are the best ways to track you down? Yeah. If you want to track me down, my address is no, <laughs> I love uh, that. <laughs> don't, don't actually track me down, please. I'm like waiting for like my first internet stock here. I know it's probably going to come eventually. Cause I'm like oh, too open will. on, but yeah, I'm too open on the internet. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, jake.bull, uh, jake underscore bully. Last name is B-O-L-Y. Um, yeah. If you ever have any questions on training shoes, apparel, or fitness, just hit me. Um, I literally like, it's funny because I have people who constantly reach out from videos about shoes and stuff. And like, I get a fair amount of messages or like comments and it's hard to go through and type out everything. So like I'm the type of person who, if you message me out of the blue and I don't know who the fuck you are, I will send back a video of myself talking and explaining through things because it's a lot easier to type. And also I think it's a little bit more personal. So if you ever do have questions on those verticals, um, expect a video response back of my ugly mug in the morning or whenever <laughs> it is. And then, uh, you can also follow on YouTube. It helps a ton. Like again, like I don't like begging for likes and subscribes and stuff, but if you do subscribe, it helps. Don't feel like you have to watch all the content. Don't feel like you have to engage with all the content. If anything does interest you though, like obviously 
feel free to engage. It helps a ton. And then also, if you want to check out my site, thatfitfriend.com, it is a site that's basically geared towards cutting through the bullshit of the review industry of the big brands out there who are quote unquote reviewing and building these roundups, but not actually ever testing the gear. So if you ever do want to find the gear that's going to work best for you and actually have some application in regard to the use of it with additional context, check out this site and obviously hit me if you have questions there. But yeah, those are like the the most easy means of finding me if you're not going to come to my address and knock on my door. Perfect. Perfect. And then finally, if you were to give my audience a challenge for the day, something like it can be outside of the box, inside the box, whatever it may be, something that would make their day a little bit better that you're going to challenge them to do, what would it be? Um, trying to think like my mind instantly went to one, a physical task, but then also two, like a mental task. And like, my mind is so fucked today. I'm not sure which I actually like better. I think I'm going to go physical. I think go out, walk outside. Cause I'm going to do this too for 10 to 15 minutes, no technology and try to just focus on your surroundings. And then if you have the mental energy and means to do so today, um, I'm going to try to think of like two things that I'm grateful for in this day in this moment, I'm going to try to put all the negativity away. I'm going to try to find something that I can really focus on and be like, I'm really grateful for this. And I'm going to do that without technology. And I'm going to probably do that midday when it's the warmest here in Denver. Um, so that would be my, uh, my, my tip for today. Nothing too crazy mentally, nothing too, too crazy physically, just 10 minute walk, unplug, try to be present and try to acknowledge the good things in our lives. Perfect. That is the perfect way to wrap up the episode. So thank you for coming on the show today. Well, dude, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure being able to connect on Instagram and then being able to have this hour long conversation, man. I really do appreciate it.